TED Audio Collective. I'm Elise Hugh, and this is TED Talks Daily. Today's archive talk from TED 2019 is from the founder of Chobani Yogurt. But the talk isn't about yogurt. It's about the key ingredients for a company's success, the people. Humanitarian and yogurt mogul Hamdi Yulukaya lays out what it means to really believe in people before profits. He says businesses should throw out the traditional corporate playbook and favor community first. Support comes from Zuckerman Spader. Through nearly five decades of taking on high-stakes legal matters, Zuckerman Spader is recognized nationally as a premier litigation and investigations firm. Their lawyers routinely represent individuals, organizations, and law firms in business disputes, government, and internal investigations, and at trial, when the lawyer you choose matters most. Online at Zuckerman.com. Support for TED Talks Daily comes from Capital One Bank. With no fees or minimums, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than deciding to listen to another episode of your favorite podcast. And with no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. Support for TED Talks Daily comes from Global Fabric, brought to you by BT. Available in over 200 countries and direct, high-bandwidth connectivity to over 700 data centers worldwide, Global Fabric provides a zero-trust journey, DDoS detection, and mitigation embedded as standard, so you can secure your complex multi-cloud ecosystem without impacting performance. Baseline monitor and manage your carbon footprint across your entire ecosystem with our dedicated carbon network dashboard. Plus, the Global Fabric network is powered by one 100% renewable energy. Master the multi-cloud with Global Fabric. Future-proof and secure your connectivity on a network that evolves with you. To learn how BT's Global Fabric can transform your organization's connectivity, head to bt.com slash global fabric. A cold January day of 2005, I took one of my most important drives of my life. I was on this road in upstate New York, trying to find this old factory. And day before, I received a flyer in the mail and said, fully equipped yogurt plant for sale. I throw it in the garbage can. And 20 minutes later, I picked it up and called the number. Plant was 85 years old, and it was closing. So I decided to go see it. At this time, I wasn't sure where this road or my life is going. I own a small cheese shop, but really hated business. But the hills and the roads and the smells is all familiar. I grew up in Turkey, in a similar environment, near the Kurdish mountains. My family made cheese and yogurt. I grew up listening to shepherd stories. We didn't have much, but we had the moon and the stars, simple food, each other. Eventually, I came to America. I didn't even know New York had farms. I made it to upstate, and I never left. Now I'm lost. I passed the road sign, said, dead end. 
And then soon after, there it was, the factory. The smell hit me first. It was like a milk container left out in the sun. The walls were so thick. Paints were peeling. There were cracks everywhere. The factory was so old. The owners thought it was worthless. I thought they left a zero off. I couldn't believe the price. As I entered in, I stopped focusing. I stopped noticing things. All I could see were the people. There were 55 of them. It was quiet. Their only job was to break the plant apart and close it forever. I was met with a guy named Rich, production manager. He offered to take me around, show me around. He didn't say much, but around every corner, he would point out some stories. Rich worked there for 20 years. His father made yogurt before him, and his grandfather made cream cheese before that. You could tell that Rich felt guilty. That this factory was closing on his watch. What hit me the hardest at that time, that this wasn't just an old factory, this was a time machine. This is where people built lives. They left for wars. They brag about home runs and record cards. But now it was closing. And the company wasn't just giving up on yogurt; it was giving up on them, as if they were not good enough. And I was shocked how these people were behaving. There was no anger; there was no tears. Just silence. With grace, they were closing this factory. I was so angry. That the CEO, far away, in a tower or somewhere, looking at the spreadsheets and closing the factory. Spreadsheets are lazy. They don't tell you about people. They don't tell you about communities. But unfortunately, this is how too many business decisions are made today. I was never the same person. After what I saw, on my way back home, I called Mario, my lawyer. I called Mario. I said, "Mario, I want to buy this, buy this place." Mario said, "Hamdi, one of the largest food company in the world is closing this place, and they're getting out of yogurt business. Who the hell are you to make it work?" I said, "You're right." But the next day, I called him again and I said, "Mario, really, I really want to buy this place." He said, "Hamdi, you have no money. You haven't even paid me in six months," <laughs> which was true. <laughs> But I got a loan, another loan. By August 2005, I had the keys for this factory. The first thing I did was to hire four of the original 55 people. I had Maria, office manager. I had Frank, the wastewater guy. I had Mike, the maintenance guy, and Rich, who showed me the plant production guy. 
and we had our first board meeting. Mike says, Hamdi, what are we going to do now? So they look at me as if I have the magic answer. So I said, Mike, we're going to go to Ace Hardware Store, and we're going to get some paints, and we're going to paint the walls outside. Mike wasn't impressed. He looked at me. He said, Hamdi, that's fine, we'll do that. But tell me you have more ideas than that. <laughs> I said, I do. We'll paint the walls white. <laughs> Honest to God, that was the only ideas I had. <laughs> But we painted those walls that summer. I sometimes wonder what they would have said to me if I told them, see these walls we're painting? In two years, we're going to launch a yogurt here that Americans never seen and never tasted before. It will be delicious, it will be natural. And we're going to call it Chobani. It means shepherd in Turkish. And if I said, we were going to hire all of the 55 employees back, or most of them back, and then 100 more after, and then 100 more after, and then 1,000 more after that. But if I told them, you see that town over there? Every person we hire, 10 more local jobs will be created. The town will come back to life. The trucks will be all over the roads. And the first money we make, we're going to build one of the best little league baseball fields for our children. And five years after that, we're going to be the number one Greek yogurt brand in the country. Would they have believed me? Of course not. But that's exactly what happened. In painting those walls, We got to know each other. We believed in each other. And we figured it out together. Five years, me and all my colleagues, we never left the factory. We worked day and night through the holidays to fix that plant. The best part of Chobani for me is this. The same exact people who were giving up on were the ones build it back 100 times better than before. And they all have a financial stake in the company today. And all these times, I kept wondering, you see, I'm not a businessman, I, I don't come from that tradition, I just kept wondering, what is this all about? The corporate America says it's about profits. Mainstream business says about money. The CEO playbook says it's about shareholders. And there's so much is sacrificed for it. It's factories, communities, jobs. But not by CEOs. CEOs have their employees suffer for them. But yet the CEO's pay up goes up and up and up, and so many people are left behind. I'm here to tell you, no more. It's not right It's never been right. It's time to admit that the playbook that guided businesses and CEOs for the last 40 years is broken. It tells you everything about business except how to be a noble leader. We need a new playbook. We need a new playbook that sees people again, that 
sees above and beyond profits. In the movies, they have a name for people who take a different path to do things right. They call them anti-heroes. I think we need the same idea in business. We need anti-CEOs and we need anti-CEO playbook. So let me tell you about what this anti-CEO playbook is all about. Anti-CEO playbook is about gratitude. Today's business book says business exists to maximize profit for the shareholders. I think that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> in reality, business should take care of their employees first. You know, a few years ago, when we announced that we're going, to, we're giving shares to all our 2,000 employees, some people said it's. You know, PR. Some said it's a gift. I said it's not a gift. I watched it. I've been part of it. They earned it with their talent and with their hard work, and I don't see any other way. The new way of business: it's your employees you take care of first, not the profits. The new anti-CEO playbook is about community. Today, the businesses that have it all ask for communities. What kind of tax breaks and incentives you can give me? The reality is, businesses should go to the struggling communities and ask, "How can I help you?" You know, when we wanted to build our second yogurt plant, Idaho was in nobody's radar screen. It was too rural, too far away. Didn't have much incentives, so I went there. I met with the local people. I met with the farmers. We shook hands. We broke bread. I said, "I want to build it right here. I don't need to see financial studies." And the result: this community is thriving. There's new schools that are opening every year. New food companies are coming up every year. And they told me. You're not going to find any trained workers here. I said it's okay. We'll teach them. We partnered with the local community college, and while we were building the plant, we trained hundreds of hundreds of people for advanced manufacturing. And today, our factory is one of the largest yogurt plant in the world. <laughs> the new way of business: communities. Go search for communities that you can be part of. Ask for permission. And be be with them. Open the walls, and succeed together. The anti-CEO playbook is about responsibility. Today's playbook says the businesses should stay out of politics. The reality is, businesses, as citizens, must take a side. When we were growing in New York and looking for more people to hire, I remembered, in Utica, an hour away. There were refugees from Southeast Asia and Africa who were looking for a place to work. They don't speak English. Someone told me. I said, "I don't really either." Let's get translators. <laughs> They don't have transportations. I said, "Let's get buses." It's not a rocket science. Today, one of the America's rural areas, 30 percent of Chobani workforce are immigrants and refugees.
and it changes for better. The new way of business, it's business, not government, is in the best position to make a change in today's world, in gun violence, in, in climate change, in income inequality, in refugees, in race. It's business must take a side. And lastly, anti-CEO playbook is about accountability. Today's playbook says the CEO reports to the boards, corporate boards. In my opinion, CEO reports to consumer. In the first few years of Chobani, the 1-800 number was in the cup, was my personal number. <laughs> When somebody called and wrote, I responded personally. Sometimes I made changes based on what I heard. Because consumer is in power. That's the reason the business exists. It's you. Every single one of you is in the power to make changes today. If you don't like the brand and the companies, what they are doing with their business, you can throw them into the garbage can. And if you see the ones that are doing it right, you can reward them. In the end, this is all in our responsibility. The new way of business, it's consumer we report to, not to the corporate boards. You see, if you are right with your people, if you're right with your community, if you're right with your product, you will be more profitable, you will be more innovative, you will have more passionate people working for you, and the community that supports you. And that's what the anti-CEO playbook is all about. The treasure that I found in that factory, dignity of work, strike of character, human spirit, what we need to unleash all across the world. Brothers and sisters, there are people and places all around the world left out and left behind. But their spirit is still strong. They just want another chance. They want someone to give them a chance again. Not to just build it back, but build it better than before. And this is the difference between return on investment and return on kindness. This is the difference between profit and true wealth. And if it can happen in upstate New York, in a small town upstate New York and Idaho, it can happen in every city and town and village across the world. This is not the time to build walls. This is a time to start painting the walls. I leave the colors all up to you. Thank you so much. Support for TED Talks Daily comes from Odoo. If you feel like you're wasting time and money with your current business software or just want to know what you could be missing, then you need to join the millions of other users who switched to Odoo. Odoo is the affordable all-in-one management software with a library of fully integrated business applications that help you get more done in less time for a fraction of the price. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash TED Talks. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash TED Talks. Odoo, modern management made simple. 
WBRX.